0: Good morning! I'm wearing a hat. What do you think? It's because I haven't worked out today, and if you didn't know, my regular job is a fitness instructor and a personal trainer. I have really big muscles. <laughs> Isn't that cool? I think it's cool when girls have big muscles. So, I'm already here to bring you chapter one of Alice in Wonderland. I didn't even announce it. I wasn't planning on recording right now, but I found some time and I'm going to do it. I am going to do it. I think you're gonna like it. Um it's wacky. Super wacky. If you keep hearing my chair. <laughs> it drives me crazy. I'm sorry if you hear it. When I move, I'm so like when I read, I'm so like dramatic. And if you hear it, I'm I'm really sorry. Hi Hopi! Oh, hi Hopi! I haven't even started reading yet. Um I'm going to read Alice in Wonderland is the next one. You get to hear it live. <gasps> How fun! Is it so hot right now where you're at? Maybe? Maybe not? (laughs) Okay, here we go, Hopi. You and me, Hopi, right here. Chapter One. Down the Rabbit Hole. Alice was beginning to get very tired of sitting by her sister on the bank and having nothing to do. Once or twice, she had peeped into the book her sister was reading, "'but I had no pictures or conversations in it. "'And what is the use of a book?' thought Alice, "'without pictures or conversation.' "'So she was considering in her own mind, "'as well as she could, "'for the hot day made her very sleepy and stupid. "'Whether the pleasure of making a daisy-chain "'would be worth the trouble of getting up "'and picking the daisies, "'when suddenly a white rabbit with pink eyes ran close by her.' There was nothing so very remarkable in that, nor did Alice think it so very much out of the way to hear the rabbit say to itself, Oh dear, oh dear, I shall be late. When she thought over it afterwards, it occurred to her that she ought to have wondered at this. But at the time, it all seemed quite normal. But when the rabbit actually took a watch out of its waistcoat pocket and looked at it, and then hurried on. Alice took out of it and burning with curiosity crossed the field after it and fortunately was just in time to see it pop down a large rabbit hole under the hedge. In another moment down went Alice after it never once considering how in the world she was going to get out again The rabbit hole went straight on like a funnel for some way and then dipped suddenly down, so suddenly that Alice had not a moment to think about stopping herself before she found herself falling down a very deep well. Either the well was very deep or she fell very slowly for she had plenty of time as she went down to look about her and to wonder what was going to happen next. First, she tried to look down and make out what she was coming to. But it was too dark to see anything. Then she looked at the sides of the well and noticed that they were filled with cupboards and bookshelves. Here and there she saw maps and pictures hung on pegs. She took down a jar from one of the shelves as she passed. It was labelled Orange Marmalade. But to her great disappointment, it was empty. She did not like to drop the jar for fear of killing somebody, so managed to put it into one of the cupboards as she fell past it. Well, thought Alice to herself, after such a fall as this, I shall think of nothing of tumbling downstairs. How brave they'll all think of me at home. Why, I wouldn't say anything about it, even if I fell off the top of the house, which was very likely true down 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 would the fall never come to an end i wonder how many miles i've fallen by this time she said aloud i must be getting somewhere near the center of the earth let me see that would be 4000 miles down i think for you see alice had learnt several things of this sort in her lessons in the schoolroom "'and though this was not a very good opportunity "'for showing off her knowledge, "'as there was no one to listen to her, "'still it was very good practice to say it over. "'Yes, that's about the right distance, "'but then I wonder what latitude and longitude I've got to. "'Alice had no idea were latitude or longitude either, "'but thought they were nice grand words to say. "'Presently she began again.' I wonder if I shall fall right through the earth. How funny it'll seem to come out to the people that walk with their heads downward. The antipathies, I think. She was rather glad there was no one listening at this time, as it didn't sound at all the right word. But I shall ask them what the name of the country is, you know. Please, Mum, is this New Zealand or Australia? And she tried to curtsy as she spoke. Fancy curtseying as you're falling through the air? Do you think you could manage it? And what an ignorant little girl shall think me for asking! No, it'll never do to ask. Perhaps I shall see it written up somewhere. Down, down, down! There was nothing else to do, so Alice soon began talking again. Dinah'll miss me very much tonight, I should think. Dinah was the cat. I hope they'll remember her sauce of milk at tea time. Dinah, my dear, I wish you were down here with me. There are no mouse in the air, I afraid, but you might catch a bat. And that's very much like a mouse, you know. Hmm. Do cats eat bats, I wonder? And here Alice began to get rather sleepy and went on saying to herself in a dreamy sort of way, Do cats... "'Eat bats?' "'Do cats eat bats?' "'And sometimes do bats eat cats?' "'For, you see, she was she as she couldn't answer either question, "'it didn't much matter which way she put it. "'She felt that as she was dozing off "'and had just began to dream "'that she was walking hand-in-hand hand with Dinah "'and saying to her very earnestly, "'Now, Dinah, tell me the truth.' Did you ever eat a bat? When suddenly, thump, thump, down she came upon a heap of sticks and dry leaves, and the fall was over. Alice was not a bit hurt, and she jumped up to her feet in a moment. She looked up, but it was all dark overhead. Before her was another long passage, and the white rabbit was still in sight, hurrying down it. There was not a moment to be lost. Away went Alice, like the wind, and was just in time to hear it say as it turned the corner, "'Oh, my ears and whiskers, how late it's getting!' She was close behind it when she turned the corner, but the rabbit was no longer to be seen. She found herself in a long, low hall, which was lit up by a row of lamps hanging from the roof. There were doors all round the hall, but they were all locked, and when Alice had been all the way down one side and up the other trying every door. She walked sadly down the middle, wondering how she was ever going to get out again. Suddenly, she came upon a three-legged table, all made of solid glass. There was nothing on it except a tiny golden key, and Alice's first thought was that it might belong to one of the doors of the hall. But alas... "'Either the locks were too large, or the key was too small. "'But at any rate, it would not open any of them. "'However, on the second time round, "'she came upon a low curtain she had not noticed before, "'and behind it was a little door about fifteen inches high. "'She tried the little golden key in the lock, "'and to her great delight, it fitted. "'Alice opened the door, and found that it led into a small passage.' "'not much larger than a rat-hole.' "'She knelt down and looked along the passage "'into the loveliest garden you ever saw. "'How she longed to get out of that dark hall "'and wander about among those beds of bright flowers "'and those cool fountains, "'but she could not even get her head through the doorway. "'And if my head will not go through,' thought poor Alice, "'it would be very little use without my shoulders.' how i wish i could shut up like a telescope i think i could if only i knew how to begin for you see so many out of the way things had happened lately that alice had begun to think that very few things indeed were really impossible there seemed to be no use in waiting by the little door so she went back to the table half hoping she might find another key on it "'or at any rate a book of rules "'for shutting people up like telescopes. "'This time she found a little bottle on it, "'which certainly was not there before,' said Alice. "'And round the neck of the bottle was a paper label "'with the words, "'Drink Me,' "'beautifully printed on it with large letters. "'It was all very well to say, "'Drink Me,' "'but the wise little Alice "'was not going to do that in a hurry. "'No,' I'll look first, she said, and see whether it's marked poison or not. For she had read several nice little histories about children who had got burnt and eaten up by wild beasts and other unpleasant things because they would not remember the simple rules their friends had taught them, such as that a very red-hot poker will burn you if you hold it too long, and that if you cut your finger very deeply with a knife it usually bleeds. And so she had never forgotten that. If you drink much from a bottle marked poison, it is almost certain to disagree with you sooner or later. However, this bottle was not marked poison, so Alice ventured to taste it, finding it very nice. It had, in fact, a sort of mixed flavour of cherry tart, custard, pineapple, Roast turkey, toffee in hot buttered toast. She very soon finished it off. What a curious feeling, said Alice. I must be shutting up like a telescope. And so it was indeed. She was now only ten inches high, and her face brightened up at the thought that she was now the right size for going through the little door into that lovely garden. First, however, she waited for a few minutes to see if she was going to shrink any further. She felt a little nervous about this. "'For it might end, you know,' said Alice to herself, in my going out altogether. Like a candle, I wonder what it would be like.' And then she tried to fancy what the flame of a candle is like after the candle is blown out, for she could not remember ever having seen such a thing. After a while, finding that nothing more happened, she decided on going into the garden at once. But alas for poor Alice... When she got to the door, she found she had forgotten the little golden key. And when she went back to the table for it, she found she could not possibly reach it. She could see it quite plainly through the glass. And she tried her best to climb up one of the legs of the table, but it was too slippery. And when she had tried herself out with trying, the poor little thing sat down and cried. (laughs) ''Come, there's no use in crying like that,'' said Alice to herself rather sharply. ''I advise you to leave off this minute.'' She generally gave herself very good advice, though she very seldom followed it. And sometimes she scolded herself so severely as to bring tears into her eyes. And once she remembered trying to box her own ears for having cheated herself... In a game of croquet, she was playing against herself. For this curious child was very fond of pretending to be two people. But it's no use now, thought poor Alice, to pretend to be two people. Why, there's hardly enough room left for me to make one respectable person. Soon her eye fell on the little glass box which was lying under the table. She opened it and found a very small cake, on which the words, Eat me, were written beautifully marked in currant. Well, I'll eat it, said Alice, and if it makes me grow stronger, I can reach the key, and if it makes me grow smaller, I can creep under the door, so either way, I'll get into the garden, and I don't care which happens. She ate a little bit, and said anxiously to herself, Which way? Which way? Holding a hand on the top of her head to feel which way she was growing. She was quite surprised to find that she remained the same size. To be sure, this generally happens when one eats cake. But Alice had got so much into the way of expecting nothing but out of the way things to happen that it seemed quite dull and stupid for life to go on in the common way. So she set to work and very soon finished off the cake. That's chapter one of Alice in Wonderland. What do you think? Super fantastical, right? Well, I don't know, I don't know. What do you think of little Alice's voice? What's tricky is I've had to think of different British accents for young girls lately. (laughs) And I'm running out of different versions, so this one is just a little more pinched in the throat then here was Sarah. Sarah was much deeper and breathier and long drawn out words and phrases. A little bit slower in how she spoke, calm and motherly and nurturing. And then there was, uh, what was her name? What was her name? Secret Garden, what was her name? Uh, what? What's her name? You guys, I forgot. Mm, Not not Martha. Not Mary. Oh, Mary, duh. Minimus Mary quite contrary. And Mary sounded like this. So a little bit like Alice, but a little bit more sassy. Remember, she started quite sassy. And in the end, she sounds a lot more like Alice, but more high-pitched. Guys... British accents, so like, because I have an American English accent, like Northwestern English accent, I can do a whole bunch of different regional American accents, like there's a Southern accent, and there's all sorts of different Southern accents, you could sound like the Southern accent, that's a little more broken up. Um, this sounds more like, um, butter, and, um, you know, just a little bit of butter, and, um, I forget, there used to be some talk show host who talked like this, and she made food, and then she got fired for saying a really bad word, I'm trying to remember, um, anyway, so Shay talks like this. Then you've got, like, Boston, you know. And then you've got, like, um, oh, yeah, like, Midwestern, don't you know? Like, I love you, Bobby, don't you know? Oh, I'm from Kansas. Kansas. And, like, guys, don't take my accents as being, like, top-notch. Like, these are just my super not-professional impersonations. Um... Or you got, like, Californian, you know what I mean? It's, like, bros and, like, a lot of, like, big open vowels. Like, like well, are you back here? It's just, like, more open. And then some other things are way flatter, like, with your mouth. Do you know what I mean? Um, I don't know what else. Yes, Paula Dean. <laughs> That's it, Nicole. Hey, y'all. Paula Deen here, and today we're gonna be layering on the butter. So, her southern accent was real flat and very deep in her um, voice. Like, it wasn't very high-pitched. It was white down here, and a lot of things that a lot of other people would say as two as one syllable would be two for her. So, for example, here instead of here. Oh, I'm gonna go here. Oh, I'm gonna go here. Makes sense. <laughs> so you could. T- I'm done with the chapter. You can totally hop off if you are. But as I'm saying these things, um voice acting um some people have asked me this like how I think of how to do the voices. Um a lot of times I think I think 50% if not more of the skill or talent of being able to impersonate voices is being able to really hear what you're hearing. So as you listen to something, if you can't hear um what they're doing with their mouth if you don't have um the skill or talent to pick up on uh the patterns like oh i'm hearing a lot of um this word i'm hearing a lot of where they're placing the sounds i'm hearing that a lot of it's really open back here Um, i'm hearing that they're saying these vowels in this way if you can't pick up on those things then it's really, you can't imitate it, right? Because you don't know what you're imitating. Um, So some people can be taught, okay, I'm going to sit down with you and specifically say, say it like this, shape your mouth like this, say your O's like this. Um, For example, when I was learning my Indian accent, a lot of the things, so instead of saying, with your tongue out your teeth, you say, With your tongue at the roof of your mouth on the inside. At the roof of your mouth on the inside. The, the inside. Inside. So instead of your S, instead of your S being with your teeth at your tongue, S, it's S, your tongue on the inside of the roof of your mouth. Does that make sense? So try saying, hello, my name is Laura. R's are ruled, so like a soft D, like in most other languages, English, American English is one of the only countries that has R, R, like Japanese, Korean, it's a and again, that's back here. Um, You also want to listen for tone and inflection. So most Indians, not all, you know, it it goes a lot more up and down. Um, When I did the Indian accent for um, Sarah Cruz, the little princess, I chose not to make it go up and down because I deliberately did not want to make it sound um, too stereotypical or almost uh, comical or kitschy, right? Um, because I perceived Dandas Danda Sahib, to be a really dignified, um, very uh, like put-together person. And so I did not imagine that he did it that his inflection would be this way. I imagined, sahib, that everything he said would be very profound, and it would be great, great. We instead of quite, great, great. So more forward. A lot of things are more forward in the mouth. If uh, you listen to uh, the Japanese accent, or uh, Every word has, in Japanese, every word sound has a vowel sound after finishing a word. So, then, if I say, hello, how are you today? Day, instead of day, how are you today? How are you today? ne? Uh... So, then, instead of the, there's no the, the, it's da. Um, I'm very sorry, L's are more difficult to say, so a lot of time it be R sound, but it's funny because there's no R sound in Japanese, so R is for L, but L is... Or but R is more like a D, so (laughs) Um, we used to tease my cousin Ichiro. So I'm half Japanese, by the way. My dad's Japanese. My maiden name is Tamaki, Um, and we used to tease my cousin Ichiro-kun, Ichiro, Ichiro. We'd say we would tease him with the hardest words for uh, Japanese people to say in English, and one of them was squirrel, because it has a I squirrel, squirrel, which is not like natural for Japanese tongue to do. So he'd say squawl cuz all he would hear is like "aw" sound. Squawl. It's a squirrel. Does that make sense? Um Korean is kind of similar. It's not as it's not as tight. Japanese is a little more tight with uh, cheeks going back. Uh Oh, oh, Korean ga uh, a lot more open back here, but you hear similarities. Oh, um. But when listening, you hear more "oh" sound instead of "uh." It's more "oh," uh, more open back here in in back in this area inside your mouth. Or uh, let me think of any other ones. Um, as you know, my French accent isn't very good. Um. Australian. I have a super hard time with Australian, and let me tell you why. It's too similar to the British accent, okay? Um, but what I will say about the Australian accent is that it's a bit of I try to think I try, I try to think of um English, like UK London English mixed with South African is try that's what I try to make mash, mash together, 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 and um, sometimes I'm bang on, and sometimes I'm really bad, and before I knew it, I'd say, oh, no, 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 before I know it, oh, that was rough, it's not one, like the British accent, I can speak with my narrator voice without thinking about how I'm forming each word. I can just do it. But if I were to speak in an Australian accent, like, for example, and so it was intended, she was now only 10 inches high, and her face brightened up at the thought that she was now the right size for going through the little door into that lovely garden. It's not quite right. I haven't had enough personal interaction or enough listening myself, and it's not distinct enough in my mind from the UK, London, and from um, a South African, New Zealand accent. And even those have their differences. Like, if you're from East, West, different regions, like in my mind, I am not well enough versed or educated to be able to differentiate like I can with. American accents because obviously being American like I've heard all I've had way more experience listening to those accents Does that make sense? Um, One of my other favorite things to do is imitate people if you ever want me to imitate you Just let me know and it might come uh, It comes from it doesn't come from a place of like oh my gosh You're so ridiculous like I'm gonna make fun of you and imitate you for me personally It comes from a place of like this is what I enjoy doing. This is something um, I naturally hear uh, what things that you say repetitively. You know, I naturally hear you say, um, a lot, you do this with your hand. Um, I'm trying to think of what a good example is. Like, for example, my amazing, super adorable, love her, mother-in-law, always says, well, gall, (laughs) <laughs> that's one of my favorite things that she says well go well go um just little things like that that you don't really think that you say often because it's you you know or mannerisms that you have um but if you ever dare and you're willing to not be offended I will imitate you if you want for four ninety nine. You might have eight okay, just. Kidding. Anyway, I've talked and talked and talked. I thought maybe that would be interesting to you. If it's not, I'm sorry. This chapter was super short though. I hope you enjoyed Alice in Wonderland chapter two that I'll bring you tomorrow. Maybe I'll do two chapters today. We'll see. It's called the Pool of Tears. The Pool of Tears. We'll see. I don't know how I feel about super fantastical books. I like to be able to connect with the character more, you know? Like, if it's not based in reality, I get kind of... It's harder for me to, like, feel the story. But anyway, it should be fun, that's for sure. Okay, bye!